Welcome back to the podcast. This is Walking Like a Talker. Joining us today is an award-winning screenwriter and director. Please let's welcome Manny. Let's <laughs> Yes. Welcome to the show, Manny. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Thank well, you. thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be on the podcast, and we're really happy to to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, um, could you just give us a brief summary of who you are? Okay. So the audience can know who exactly is on the show. Okay, um, I'm Manny Oisiomaye. Okay. Um, I'm a screenwriter first, then um, producer and director once in a while. Yeah. But screenwriting is my major hustle. That's what I use, yeah. So that's... that's so outside I'm... of um, screenplay writing or screenwriting and directing, producing, what else do you do? Mostly anything else that involves writing. I do copywriting. Oh, okay. Um, I also do a bit of a, I don't know, I call it fiction writing and do But mostly anything that encompasses writing. Do you do right. professional writing as well? Professional writing. Um, so say um, blogs or CV kind of thing. Oh no, I used to do that in uni, but oh, to... not not anymore. Well, that's 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 actually very nice. So everything writing. Yeah. I'm curious if everything creative, right? Okay, everything creative yeah. writing. Yeah. I, I'm curious to know how that, in terms of having that as a profession, mm-hmm. how 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 much income. Now you don't have to say your salary or anything, because... but like how how well to do would you say it pays, or how yeah. well does it pay? The, the thing is, you hmm, you can't stick to just one aspect. Yeah, screenwriting is not something that pays. At all, at all. So you basically have to do other things. I naturally I would have wanted to just focus on screenwriting if I could. Okay. But the reason I have a producing and directing on the side is because screenwriting is not, per se, very lucrative at least right now in Hollywood yeah. industry. Yeah. So. But why do why 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 is screenwriting screenwriting not a very lucrative profession? I don't think we've gotten to the point where we like appreciate any mostly creative things in general, but creative yeah. writing in general. I don't think like industry has gotten to that point yet. Like I think most filmmakers still believe that they can do what the writers do, so they don't have to pay the writers as pay much. As much yeah. I mean, without the writers, there's no story. Yeah, of so. course, yeah. So I, I personally think the writer is one of the most important people. Well, people would argue the director because he's the one who, he or she is the one who brings, sets the final vision and brings the script to life. life. Yeah. But that's that's actually a very interesting thing to to note. So you've, you've crushed my dreams by me. Because <laughs> I, I actually do a little bit of screenplay writing for just state dramas and stuff. Although I have written a um 10 episode um series Serious. before right you know i just have it in my shelf somewhere until okay. whenever i find like a lucrative opportunity to put it out okay. there so yeah so what you just told me is i shouldn't expect a dime for it right now yes it's funny enough i think with the like um with the way streaming services have started coming yeah to- Nigeria stuff like that can change okay but for the most for the majority of screenwriters that don't have that opportunity they, 
it's not as what's it called lucrative for them okay so how did you get into um screenwriting creative writing generally you said you started writing you used to do um cv writing in secondary school uni uni oh. sorry yeah no. so so how did you start did you start from like primary school secondary school and... it depends so are you talking about creative writing in general or writing, writing in general writing in general yeah. um, for, um, i don't think i can remember if i say i was very young okay so i think it was it started from like tv like okay. my love for like tv just watch i watched a lot of tv growing up and um i also did a lot of writing so you watched them paloma and diego no 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 it was mostly <laughs> kids Okay. and adult tv like um drama so i, I got to watch like a lot of tv with my you mom you said adult tv like when i was in like desperate housewives okay on monthly hero like those kind of stuff yeah that mostly people my age weren't watching that oh most people my age were watching them but like they weren't supposed to watch them yeah so i was watching a lot of tv growing up and i also i was also doing a lot of writing so i read a lot of books so i was i was wanted to write like the stuff that I was writing, yeah. reading, yeah. So when at some point, um, I realized I wanted to like live in the stuff that I was seen on TV, and I was like, okay, maybe this is me wanting to like be in front of the screen and stuff. Then I realized that I realized as I grew older that I was more like I wanted to be behind the scenes, like yeah. be the person orchestrating. So I started like I combined my love for writing and my love for film. I started like I think um when I was in secondary school and I started like studying like self teaching myself screenwriting. So I went online, started doing like some short courses and stuff. Yeah, and that was basically like how I started how I entered screenwriting as a and um how did you go how did you get so what did you study in the university in mass communication mass communication okay so how is it aligned to you said at the university of lagos so is it would you say your degree what you studied as has helped you in did it help you become a better writer no (laughs) most of the things that i know about writing yeah i knew it before you even got to school school yeah so i think the only thing i would say my degree did for me was that it introduced me to like people okay right like a network of people that um um how do i put it yeah basically that yeah it was basically introduced so the things you already learned were more instrumental in school than the other way around yeah okay i think we did um we had like in final year, they eventually okay. decided to teach us like screenwriting. Yeah. And, um, like I was the only person in my, what's it called, sets that knew anything about it. Okay. And so like it was easy for me to like navigate that particular course. And yeah, so basically most of all I know about screenwriting was ready. Self-taught, self-taught. So that, uh, have, since then now, have you been to any um, professional have you taken any professional course or been to any professional academy Academy for screenwriting yeah i did uh, in 2017 the accelerates filmmaker projects access bank okay yeah so that was uh, that was my second year in uni and i had to even like skip a couple classes to go for it yeah but i told my parents but so and then yeah so for like for like a month but the program was for like seven days 
And so for a month, we attended like writing, directing, and then producing classes, just like very intense sessions last year. And eventually at the end of the program, five of us were selected. Yeah. And the short film was made. Each of us made our own short films. We produced, wrote, and directed our own short films. And it premiered at um, AFIF. And yeah, so that was, that was actually my entry into like Nollywood. It was just a screenwriting thing before. But then after the accelerated filmmaker project, I now like started exploring being in Nollywood. Yeah, and uh, the movie you you submitted for that, um, first of all, I think was Godwill. Goodwill. Goodwill. Yeah. Well, um, for those who haven't watched Godwill, do you care to tell them what Godwill is and exactly. how okay. you came about the storyline? Okay, so it's centered on um, a man's final day on in his home, like before he passed. And so basically the story follows, the short, it's a short film and it basically follows his morning just before he passed. And um, while the film is, is going on, the voiceover is basically him reading his own will to his children. Okay. Yeah. And then by the end of the short film, you realize what killed him and why um, why he ended up dying. That's, that's a very interesting story. And I know you yeah. won that festival. Yeah. Um, so what brought about that story? Was it something that happened had you have you had you experienced something like that happening before or? no it's <laughs> it was more of a we were, at that point we we're exploring like that was the first edition of the accelerates filmmaker project okay. so most of the writers and producers and directors that were like brought in most of us had like dark vibes like uh, the kind of stories we wanted to tell were very dark and like mysterious and stuff so um I think it was just more of a um, story that was in my head and I just wanted to tell it. It was not like inspired by something that happened in my life, no. But the stories like that sell in Nigeria, you know, the whole dark and mysterious and do they sell in Nollywood today? Today, when you say sell, um, like are they, are they accepted by yes, the audience? More and more now. Oh, more Especially and more now. now. Yeah. I, I, in 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 I remember going up watching African Magic and I think there were some very dark especially if you used to watch Mount Zion, those were very, yeah, they dark, were very dark movies. But we call them dark, they were very scary. <laughs> right. Of course I'm sure everyone everybody knows is Ayamatanga. Yeah. Definitely one of the scariest movies ever. <laughs> why when you went to university, you studied mass com, why not why not um say theater yeah, art for example true. because uh, because you already kind of knew that this was the path you were right. going to take in life mm -hmm. so why did you not just tailor your degree towards mm -hmm. that path, that path. Uh, simple answer would be my parents <laughs> uh, also i did i did, actually did not want theater arts theater arts was very much theater like and i wanted to do film like okay. so mass communication at that point was like the closest thing to like um, being exposed to like um, being in front of the camera, like seeing um, how to operate um, cameras, how to edit videos, just stuff like that. So that was the closest thing I could go to film. I could get to film and also like satisfy my parents at the same time. So yeah, that was that was why I did mass communication. Okay, that's parents here <laughs> do have a huge influence in what we do and the 
course that we take. But do you regret studying mass communication? I regret studying mass communication. If you could go back, if I could go back, yeah, well, would you would you study theater or something else? I would have. Funny enough, I probably would have studied English and literature. Yeah, I don't know why. But well, I could see the correlation. correlation. Yeah, especially with literature, I could yeah. see the correlation. Well, I, I guess everything happens for a reason because I think um, it was a classmate that introduced me to Accelerate Filmmaker Project. Okay. And I was like, imagine if I had not like gone into mass communication in this. Like I probably wouldn't have would not would not have there. met that classmate. Yes. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have become like a screenwriter, but it would have taken a probably different route. So everything I have that's very recent, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um are there any specific um screenwriters that you look up to in the industry? Oh yeah. Like in Nollywood, right? Yeah, in Nollywood, in definitely. Nollywood. Yeah. Nollywood. But yeah, feel free to tell us you know, globally <laughs> as well. Okay, uh, Nollywood, let me start with Nollywood. Um, yeah, we have uh, Kemi Aditiba. Of, of course. <laughs> there's um, Jade Shiver. Okay. There's Beodun Steven. Yeah, okay. I think... Yeah, I just realized that they're all females. <laughs> but they're my favorite writers. I think they're... the reason I like them is because they're very... Their stories have, like, human um, angles to them. Like, they don't... They're less focused... Not that they don't focus on, like, the technical aspect yeah. of filmmaking. But they, it's very much grounded in like reality, like yeah. So that's why I love. That's why I like that story. But there's this notion, right? And I have that um, bias or notion as well that a lot of our stories or a lot of films now lack depth, depth in the story. Sorry. It always feels like um, it's just it's more about um, just having a couple of Instagram. Um, celebrities come on screen, and um, they just want to flaunt wealth, right? There's no in-depth story to it. So, what 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 do you have to say to that? Yes. Do you ever get that feeling as well, or and if you get that feeling, is are you like actively trying to correct that notion? What what's that like for you? Oh. Well, for sure, I think that that happens a lot. Like, there are films, majority of the films that come out of Nollywood are very surface level. Like, yeah. they don't... He said it, not me. <laughs> majority, not everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but there are filmmakers and film um, people that are coming out with, like, stories that have depth. The problem is, I think the problem is that the ones that get the most push and push. Um, what's it called promotion and just attention in general are from are the ones that don't have because I remember so it's, I remember old African magic. You you we learn something. Maybe maybe um you know because the story is always around um the wicked stepmother, this person who traveled came back, his sister was sending money home. Right. Sister, you know, I think those were life lessons, those were things and sometimes I watch some Nollywood movies and I can't relate to any of it because I'm like this doesn't really happen, or maybe it doesn't happen to my class of people, right? You know, filmmakers like the ones that do bring out like um, films that have depth and everything. Yeah. They are not the ones that get. The they're not the ones that have the money to promote their films. They're not the ones that have the um, connections in this thing. So I don't know if you've seen films like For Maria. No, I haven't. You haven't seen it. So it's on Netflix. 
Okay. So that's a film that now that's a film that has depth, and the filmmaker managed to get it on Netflix, and it got like a lot of attention. But there are so many films like that that never nobody's ever going to see. So do you do you think your your scripts have depth? Do you intentionally write for your scripts to have depth? I intentionally write for that. I don't know if that's how it comes across because there's a very big gap between the writer and the end the product. Final product. True. But yeah, majority of the time, that is what I aim for when I'm writing my personal and even when I'm writing for other people. Like, okay, so how how do you measure, also not measure, what the different steps, right? You said there's a huge gap. Yeah. Right. So what's that gap? So could you explain what that gap is and how do you bridge that gap? Okay. So um, for one, there's like lack of involvement in the screen on the screenwriter's part. Okay. Usually it's we commissioned you for a project. You've given us the scripts. Okay, we're through with you. We've paid you. So it's um, that's the end of your part of the project. And uh, so the direct, most of the time, the director doesn't have your vision in play when they are directing they have an entirely different idea of what the script should be they have an entirely different um what's the word called idea um, of... vision okay yeah so that can also serve as a like um how like it it's it just doesn't help okay. when that happens so and then there's also there's a, there's editing on the editing room in the editing room on the cutting floor, a lot of um, scenes get taken out. And if you don't understand the story, if you don't understand like where what the writer was thinking about when he put this particular scene in it, chances are you cut something out that is very important. So, but and that like strategy, not strategy meetings, but like um, meetings where everybody involved is coming to like discuss the oh. script and we're saying, and then so shouldn't it be at that meeting where the writer gets his or her voice? Say, oh, this is how it's for sure. There, it's not. This is not like everybody, but this yeah. is the like. If I would say, like maybe like seventy percent of Nollywood is like this, then there's the thirty percent that actually do involve the writers at least to a certain point in production process. Yeah, so it's not like the entire industry that does that acts this way, but it's the majority of the industry. <laughs> But what are some of the earliest influences of your work? Like some of the earliest TV shows specific? I know you mentioned you used to watch a lot of movies. So can you, can you mention like specific shows that, oh, this show, this show, um, this screenwriter growing up or this storyline growing up really um, ignited, yeah, fueled my passion for, for screenwriting? Okay, well, let me start with like, um Nollywood. Okay. I would say um Wedding Party. That's one. But that's recent. Though. That's recent. Okay, you're gonna be like old. Oh, no, no, like, okay, but yeah, okay, so take us back from like the past to the present. Past to the yeah. present. Okay, so I'll start with maybe st- films like um what, what's the name? Secular Flying film. But it's very old. Um figuring. Oh my god. Do you know that to date? That is one of my favorite movies of all time, Figurine. Really? It was... I didn't see the end coming. Exactly. I think that was one of his films that prioritized writing and story. 
Okay. Yeah. So there was that. Um, uh, but I won't say it's influenced, but I watched a lot of Super Story growing up. Uh, yeah, Super Story was was very nice. I think every eight pm or nine pm then. Yeah. Then what else did I watch growing up? No. Then I saw a lot. Of, so my grandmother was like very big on like um, Nollywood films. Okay. So I wasn't we weren't allowed to watch like watch Nollywood films at home. But when I would go to her house, like African Magic was like in constant replay. So yeah, I got to watch like a lot of. I think that was where I fell in love with Nollywood the most when I was at my grandmother's house. Like a lot of Nollywood films would play over and over again. Yeah. So I got to see just different styles. Okay. And what about the writers? Writers? Yeah. That influenced you. The thing is that I, I don't think I was paying attention to writers until like later. Until later on. Until later on. Yeah. So there's um there was Sunday Babalola. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. No, I don't but, but he's the one that wrote. What did he write? I have to Google this. He wrote. Um, he writes majority of them. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like majority of them. He also wrote um, La Femme Angela. That was like a recent one. Sure. Then there is um, Amaka Igwe. That was like very early on. Um, what about what about in Hollywood? In Hollywood, what were some Hollywood shows or movies, movies that really inspired you. Yeah. That was a lot. Okay. So there was... I'll start very early then. I'll okay, just yeah. There. So there was um, movies. There was When Harry Met Sally. Um, so okay. the kind of movies I like are very dialogue-driven, right? So a drama. So there was When Harry Met Sally. There was... There is a um, social network, particularly. Um, there is... I'm I'm sorry coming up blank. Yeah, no, no, no problem, no problem. Uh, there's a social network. There is. Can I just go to series? There is OC, One Three Hill. Um, Do you want to call? <laughs> oh yeah, Ten Four. Ten Four was a very interesting Ten concept. Ten. I love the fact that every season was just a day in its life. I think that was that was a very unique way, unique way of, 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 of yeah, writing. writing yeah, the thing was, I think I watched a lot of TV growing up, like film and what TV. lost, lost. Yeah. So the thing is, you could mention the show, yeah, and I've definitely watched it, but to remember it now, yeah, yeah. So I saw a lot of TV growing up. I think at some point people started even wondering, like, okay, like. Is there anything you haven't seen? you haven't watched? Yeah. yeah, so I consumed a lot of especially Western TV. What was content. that like? Were your parents not bothered? Bothered? Like you are spending too much time on it's TV of... and and all that. Uh, they would have been if it was affecting school. It wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think that was the reason they didn't really bother about. Yeah, like, like the smart ass. <laughs> so we point yes. <laughs> all right, that. All right. Um, let's talk about your writing process. All right. Um, walk us through your writing process from start to finish. Okay. So, what do you mean, like? Um. So, how do you write? Um, what do you do before you write? What do you do while writing? What do you do after you write? Right. How long does it take you typically to write? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mostly I like to have my outline. Like, okay. So I first have like a brainstorming session with like whoever the story came up with the story. 
whoever owns the story basically so most work i do is commissioned work so okay. already the producer or the director has a story and then they bring me on to like develop the story with them and after developing the story i come up with like an outline um we discuss it more we create the characters like we try to like build the world yeah and then after doing that then i go on to like work on it on my own or with like two other writers or one other writer yeah so most of the time that's how it is when i'm writing on my own that's writing my personal projects it's it can really go anyway you can decide to just go straight into it or actually develop stuff before i start writing it depends on my mood i guess but when i'm writing for other people i have to like follow a particular person so i know we already asked this before so i'm gonna ask again on camera okay. are there external help do you get external help from from certain substances so, no <laughs> <laughs> no because uh, that's probably music like i've said, said before yeah so music is my only <laughs> All right, that's cool i mean generally a lot of people read with music and um i think i personally i like i like reading with music i don't like noise no unless no. the noise is created by me for sure yeah so um ha- have you collaborated you said sometimes people um come and meet you and then they give you their synopsis Mm-hmm. And then you now develop the story with them. Are there instances where you get um, writer's block? Writer's block. A lot. A lot. More, I think I even get writer's block more than I... When I actually have, like, creative yeah. juices flowing. So, yeah. A lot, actually. Uh, and what do you do to, to yeah, deal so, with that? To, ah. yeah. Sometimes I let it just pass. And then I just while away my time. Like, not but, doing anything. You know, on the deadlines most of the time. Oh, I am. I think I've noticed that I tend to work faster when I'm closer to work. <laughs> so, um, I'm like that too. So, yeah, but if I'm really like on a tight um, schedule, I think the goal is just to keep writing. Keep writing. Eventually, like, I can always go back and rewrite. But the goal is to actually continue writing. So I'll just force myself to go on. Okay. Then once I'm done, I would go back. At least I know, like, I have something to work with, as opposed to just wasting wasting, wasting time, time and then not having anything written at all. Okay, okay, that's actually really, really cool. By your calculations, at what point would you get to, or how many years would you spend in the industry? And you say, "Oh, I'm, I've established myself in this industry." Yes. There, I don't think there's a like particular because there are people that start probably started like when I started that have already like cemented their names, yeah, your names in the industry. So I think it's more of just that project that would cement my name in the industry. I don't think I wouldn't say I know that I have the like AMC. Yeah, I mean, does doesn't that, that already it, say okay? Well, okay, well, it does. It does say yeah, yeah. It's not like you want it for like a junior for category. A junior you want category. it for a major category. Yeah, I think it's just a mindset thing. So okay, maybe so in your mind you're not there yet. Mind, you still have, yet, a still have a couple of. Couple of so do you want to tell us? Um, some of the things you're actively doing to get to that point where you're like, money don't show. <laughs> well, I want to basically, I'm trying to just involve myself in the art, in the art of filmmaking more than okay. the art of just writing. So there's like, um, how would I explain this? Um, 
So basically, I was uh, usually I've been avoiding like working on sets for a very long time. Like, yeah. Because I did like my internship at um, Ebony Life. Okay. So when I was there, I think I, they were shooting. Um, I don't know if you've seen Olotere. Uh, what? Olotere. Olotere. Yes, I have. Yeah. So that was, I was like a PA on that set. And that was like one of my worst, like, not for, not because of them, but. PA because as in production, production assistant, assistant or. Okay, production assistant. So I did not have a good time. And I was like, I'm definitely not going on set, like, working on sets. Yeah. So, like, it really scared me <laughs> to the point where I said, I don't want to work on, on film sets anymore. So I had to, like, um, eventually just get over that. Yeah. Yeah. And. What happened then? Was it how chaotic was it? Or it was just stress. It was just stress because every other person was they were okay with it with the with the way things were going. Okay, but I on the other hand just didn't didn't know how to handle such because um, I didn't start from like small projects. I started yeah. from straight to Ebony Life, and I was like, and yeah, that project was a very big project project. So I was like very overwhelmed, and I was just pushed right into like this thing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So I um but as I've grown older now, I've realized that I actually do want to be involved in, in behind the scenes because chances are you get more control of what your story ends up being like on screen if you are on set. And I'm guessing and that also has to do with your relationship with the directors as well. Yeah. So you've been in the industry for about um you said five years now or five plus years. Five plus. Um what what are some challenges you've experienced? Beyond um one writing, of course, what are the challenges you've experienced writing? What are challenges you've experienced um in production generally? I know you've touched a bit of them, but like now let's just talk about those challenges and how you resolved some of these sort of challenges. Um I think a major challenge in at least for now is for me is not for me, for just in general, for screenwriting is uh, yeah. There is no budget for it at the moment, right? Yeah, so upcoming screenwriters are going to be highly taken advantage of if they don't know, like, their worth particularly. Yeah, so there's that. There is a... Um, then there is... What else is there? I think that's, like, the major um, obstacle right now for screenwriters and everyone in general. Like even the established, very established screenwriters, yeah. the majority of them, you see them should like maybe write like one, two films in one year. And that's not because that film is like particularly painful. It's just because they, they have like other streams of income. So they don't really want to compromise on creativity just to make ends meet. But other writers probably, I know people, I know other young writers and upcoming writers that write like 20, 30 screenplays in a year and still wouldn't even be able to like, um, what's the word? Meet up. Meet up. Yeah, exactly. Impaying their videos and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a lot. I feel like I'm, I'm making Seeing so many negative stuff about <laughs> No, but you're being honest. You're being realistic. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that the audience will appreciate. And that's something that um, we want to hear from you. Like I said now, at least I want him to kind of move into move that into light. It. Already now I know that, okay, okay. 
this cannot be the side hustle that will get you money. This is just something you have to do as a hobby and then just enjoy the glam that might come with it and stuff. If you're not going to enjoy screenwriting, if it's not something you actually like doing, if it's something you're doing to make, make money, money you're it. just making money. Well, thank God it's something I really like doing. So, <laughs> so um, what advice would you give to upcoming screenwriters? I know you already said, oh, that's one. Don't do it if you don't have love for it. So what other advice would you give for upcoming screenwriters? Most people wait until they got in like um, the projects to work on and stuff, but just I think writing and just massaging your gifts or your craft is one of the like, best ways to go. So I would say just continue writing. doesn't matter if you're writing for anybody, just writing for yourself, just keep writing. And also navigating the industry or what's that? Collaborating, is it horizontally? Yeah, just people on your level, like other upcoming yeah. directors, other upcoming producers. Instead of looking at looking for like mentors and people higher up in the industry, try working with people that are also upcoming on yeah, on other on projects together. Yeah. What's your go to genre? Say, I'm going what, to genre. You're going to, to genre. write. Yeah, to write. A slice of life drama. Drama. Okay. Yeah. So mostly. And so that's what you mostly write. Mostly yes, I think um introducing the creatures is drama. drama. So I, I can understand and, and see the correlation. Is that your favorite um writing so far? That's my favorite project to have written on. Yeah. Mm, it's one of it's one of what would you say if you rank rank them? Say one to three. One to three. Funny thing is that most of the my favorite stuff that I've written have not come out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the ones that are out right now, introducing the creatures. It's definitely three. No, two. Okay. Sorry. Um, there's one called Rich, right? But that one was like very early on. I think that was my first feature film that came out. Um, that would be number three, and I think number one would be number one. Number one. Number one. Let me rephrase that. Introduce features number one. Um, a simple lie is number two, and um, yeah, number three is rich. So, wow. what makes and they're all from the same director? <laughs> who's, who's that? Beardo Steven. You said Beardo Steven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and what makes those three very special? Very to special you? to me. So, introducing Gridges is very much um, drama and comedy. Okay. And yeah, so it's one of those films that you would watch uh, that. Just makes you laugh as much as you'll probably cry at some points, right? And writing that when I was writing it, that was like one thing I really wanted to do. I didn't want to come up with like a, the, just a regular comedy that you go to watch because it's a family yeah. themed movie. So there are many family things where everybody's just coming there to laugh in the cinema. And then there are the ones that you laugh and also like think and I feel like all sorts of emotions. So I think introducing it could just is a genre bending story like it has like different elements of drama and comedy in it so that's why i gave it number one then a simple lie i think i wrote that in my final year in uni but it came out like last year okay and yeah the simple lie takes place in like one location for most of the story so it has that very stage drama vibe to it so that's why i like that one then there is a um, rich 
which just has a like very special place because it was my first okay. screenplay. Yeah, and it's a rom com. That one's a rom com. Yeah, now speaking on still on genres, right? Um, let me. I'm just gonna be deviating a little bit, but um, how do you how do you um honestly stay updated with trends? So I'm guessing writing from five years ago when you started is not writing now. I'm sure there are differences and those differences come with the technology. So um, now you're not writing to, you're writing with the consciousness that most people are using smartphones. You're writing with the consciousness that, oh, most people use drones now as well. Yeah. How does that um, affect your writing? How do, how do you stay up to date with the current trends and then, also, when you're writing, do you um, have an understanding of the camera angles and things like that, or you just leave that for the director? Okay. So let me answer the second one. Okay. Most of the time I do have like um, certain um, a vision of how I see scenes playing out, and I put them in the screenplays, but it is usually advisable not to do that and let the director work with how they see the scene as opposed to how you see it. But if there are certain things that you know add to the story, you have to include them in the screenplay. But if you if they don't see yeah, I don't think you are supposed to like just it because they are the, the film is also the director's um medium to express themselves. So you don't want to like limit it with your screenplay. Yeah. So it's just um, yeah, except it's adding something to the story. There's no point yeah. putting camera angles and stuff into my switch. What was the first question? <laughs> um, how do you stay updated with trends? Okay. What you talking about in relation to like inside the story or like you mean as writing in general, like filming? Yeah, well I, I think in both, but let's take it from both. One, writing in general and then two in the world you have just created. So writing in general. I don't think there's any difference first I don't think so. Like the way I've been writing I wrote five years ago but is probably the way I'm still right, work, so writing now. I don't think I have what's it called. I think I've put less restrictions on myself, like in regards to like the things that I um, write about, right? So before, like I had like um, limitations, like um, I couldn't put like um, white, maybe like exterior shots of places and stuff like that but like now i'm just realizing just right yeah right after you've given it to the producer and maybe they have their notes then you can change stuff but i'm no longer putting like those limitations to myself i don't know if i answered your question <laughs> yes i mean you you did answer it when you said um the way you write then is still how you write now yeah Oh, I don't think anything has changed. Yeah, and, and so the last question I have for you, well, in this segment of the show is, um, what are some upcoming projects we should expect from you? Upcoming projects. Um, there's, a, there's an African Magic series. Okay. That's it's coming out next year, I think. Um, there's season second season of um, Smart Money Woman. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, you wrote Smart Money Woman? Second season. Yeah, I wrote Oh, you wrote the second season. season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's that. There is... Um, then there are, like, many, like, a couple feature films. But, yeah, that's... that's, that's so that's really interesting. Looking forward to watching on all of these. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now we're moving on to another section of the show. 
basically we just ask you very short questions three four five questions okay right um have you tried acting no will you try acting no why it's not it's not just my thing i don't think see obvious. <laughs> there are things very obvious that yeah it, it, it was it. quite serious yeah okay it's not exactly something i'm even considering at all but you would still like to be present on set on set for sure Okay, um, who's the favorite filmmaker you've worked with so far? Worked with so far? I can't pick one. Why? Actually, I can. Talking about directors, right? Yeah, directors. Yeah, it's definitely be Beyond Steven. Okay, oh, you. Oh, I think I mentioned and I, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and I mean, I'm guessing she, uh, um, she's one of your, uh, I'll say, role models. Role models, yeah. I, I started working for her like right after I finished. I got out of uni, so okay. basically, I'm working out with her my for most of my professional industry life here. So that's why I would say, and also she's she's one. I've told you she's one of the few directors that focuses on depth, depth stories. So, yep. um, what what's your dream collaboration locally and internationally? Locally, it would be that's oh, there are many. There's Jade Oshiber. Okay, I've kind of worked with her already. Then there is um, Kemi Alitiba, obviously. Then there is, yeah, those are two filmmakers that I really want to work with. If I've not mentioned anybody in particular that I should, I think I want to mention it's because I've already worked with them, but the projects are not just, yeah, out yet. Yeah. And what about internationally? <laughs> that is very long. Uh, you can give us your top three. Top three. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Try to think. There's Dan Fogelman. I'm not sure you've heard of him, but it's like um, you've seen This Is Us, right? Or you've heard about it? Yeah, I have. So he's the creator of like This Is Us. Okay. And his stories are like my kind of stories. Yeah. So there's him. There is David Fincher as a director. Okay. And there is um, okay. um, Stranger Everybody likes Stranger Rhymes. <laughs> Would you like to work with Christopher Nolan? I'm not a fan of... No, no, no I'm not a fan of Christopher Nolan, but yeah. I'm not a fan of his style, style. of filmmaking. Everybody has those kind yeah, of... Perfect, like, yeah, perfect, People that like films, like, um, very complicated, and, uh, yeah, those are not my style. <laughs> I'm very much... I like grounded stories. Yeah. Like, stories that are grounded in, like, reality of human existence like just regular people living regular lives so those are the kind of filmmakers i like to i'm curious to know how how to unwind because as a scrim as a writer i'm thinking you unwind by writing but now that writing is your profession, profession. how do you unwind when you're not writing what are you doing i'm not writing so it's very boring i watch films like, okay yeah you mentioned that i watch films okay then i also i don't read as much anymore so those I watch films, I listen to music. Uh, I'm not really a, an outdoor person, so okay. I'm mostly in those. Yeah, so that, that's what I do. And the final question is, what was one aha moment that you've had? And when I mean aha moment, it's like that um, you probably finished writing a script and you just looked at the script and you were like, I'm good. Like I'm actually good. No money, you are good. What was, what's that 
What's that? What's that moment? Yeah, and when did that moment happen? When that moment happened. Oh, I've had that moment like a couple of times. A couple of times. So I think like an earlier, the earliest one. Yeah, probably the, the earliest one. Yeah. Okay. The earliest one was be, would be the first time I finished a screenplay. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, it took me like so on well, break from school. I think it was like three months after like yeah. It was like between first semester and like no between second semester and the new semester so i spent it writing and this was like my first screenplay and i wrote it and i was like and the story was basically very intense and everything yeah that was that was my first aha moment i think eventually they got the story got made like two years ago okay. to like a film and it's won like a festival award for writing. Oh, that's so I was like, okay, like that film, that thing that I wrote like so many years, so many ago, years ago, still stands has relevance. Has relevance yeah. So that was my first aha moment. All right, thank you. Um, so right now, what we're going to do is we're going to play a game. Okay. Right. Um, so you're going to write for us. We're not like a proper writing. We're going to scope it down a little bit. Okay. Right. So. Um, just come up with any story. The theme is hmm. What should be the theme? The theme is overnight success. Overnight success. Yes. Okay. So you're just gonna come up with a brief story, brief synopsis of what that would look like. A brief synopsis of what that would look like. Yeah. Overnight success. success yes. Oh, so I'm just supposed to come up with yeah, just come up with the story. You have you can take as much time as you need. Okay. Yeah. I think I have something. Okay, let's let me see if this makes sense. Okay. Let me see. Just out of my head. So I'm thinking maybe a story centered in a church. Okay. Right? And. Um, um fight try not to be too dark <laughs> no please be as dark as you want okay so it's basically centered in a church okay. and then there's a character or maybe i don't know if it's a female or a male character that goes to church for like deliverance right and it's like in the mega church and um the character is an influencer Okay. And the character feels probably has been feeling a certain way, like they've been doing everything just to become famous. And they're like, This is becoming an addiction that I need, I need help, I need spiritual help. And then they go to church, 
and during the deliverance session. This is a church that basically like um, broadcasts their service like to different parts of the yeah. world. And um, during the what's it called the deliverance for this particular character, things get out of hand, and um, the character starts basically doing some certain crazy things while the pastor is delivering from in the deliverance and the videos get out the church and it starts to trend and basically the person becomes famous for that particular performance and yeah and we have, and then towards the end of the story you find out that it was actually planned <laughs> <laughs> okay definitely do not see that ending <laughs> so overnight success is that you used to church <laughs> that would actually be a very interesting one you will make an interesting short place <laughs> anyways thank you for coming money we really appreciate it thank you for um, having me and looking forward to watching all you have to all your upcoming projects and i hope you win more awards thank you all right thank you all right guys see you in the next one hi i'm money um, and I'm a screenwriter and you just finished listening to the Work It Like I Talk It podcast. Like, share and subscribe. And yeah. Thank you. <laughs>